1: I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, can boy. Can we
2: touch
1: him? No,
0: don't. Help me.
1: Help. Help. Good morning. Good morning, Professor Ward Scott here in the Manly Warthog Man Cave. Really, on a nippy morning. <clears throat> Let me assure you of that. Here in uh, God's country, Piney Woods of North Central Florida. In the Mellon Law Studio, Mellon Law is the only official law firm partner of the Fighting University of Florida Gators and protected 24 7, 365 by Crime Prevention and brought to you by Poser MD and On the Spot Cleaners, uh, Style Cuts, uh, you name it, Allstate Insurance by Judy Lucasio, RR Construction. A lot of great people supporting us. And a shout out to Brenda Dolwick, who has helped us, as many of you do from time to time. And we greatly appreciate that. We try to bring you a good product and do some good research for you that is trustworthy and you can take to the bank, so to speak. Well, <clears throat> yesterday was an interesting day. And I want to talk with you about it and share it with you. It might not have been interesting to your average person who has many more important things to do, but I ended up listening to the interrogation of the city officials of Gainesville, Florida, and their handling of money that belongs to the public. And I want to also share with you some impressions that I got about the school board. I want to thank the Main Street uh, publication for doing that, printing of that, and also the uh, Alachua Chronicles, that does a very good job as well. Um. <clears throat> Where shall we start? You know, I do want to start with a cup of sip of the coffee, Caliber Coffee. CaliberCoffeeCompany.com. If you use AwardScot15 as a code, you'll get 15% off.
0: And there you are. Well, well, well. The school board. The school board and the Gainesville City Commission and a lot of other issues that are not called what they really are, and not only our community, but the country,
1: really fall under the category of race relations. I know. We've heard it, we've heard it, we've heard it. But nowhere does it come up more blatantly
0: than in the school board. The school board chair, Tina Certain, has said a lot of wacky things. Kind of a loose cannon. A lot of wacky things about real estate. Wacky things about education. And thank goodness there
1: seems to be somebody to balance some of that uh, on the school board now with a a lady who is uh, Kate Abbott, who has a sensible approach to some of these issues. If you listen to
0: Tina Certain you would believe that every problem basically can be perhaps straightened out by creating diversity, equity, and inclusion, particularly on the east side of town, on the east side of Gainesville. Tina Certain <clears throat> said
1: on that years ago, when we say years ago, how far back did we go? Who knows? Zoning was used to perpetuate segregation.
0: I, I don't I don't know how she gets there. Bussing was used to break up segregation. Federal government. It wasn't a local decision. Lincoln High was a great high school.
1: Shut down. And we have people watching this show who know this story very, very well.
0: And we took people out of their community in the name of equality, maybe equality opportunity, certainly not in the name of equality of happiness, jerk them out of their community and bust them across town.
1: Now, in spite of busing, there are schools in East Gainesville that quote, unquote, Underperform.
0: Underperform. Now, this is not new. Eastside High School. How do you build up a student body? Well, you put an IB program there. For the
1: excellent. And then you have applications students to go there, but what you don't say is you accept all the applications.
0: Because it's not about, really,
1: those kids doing well, although they'll do well anywhere you put them. It's about bringing some examples
0: into the school of how things should be done. So this an IB program. There's a magnet program now at Gainesville High. At Santa Fe College,
1: we tried it all kinds of ways. We had an honors program, then we didn't have an honors program. Oh, then we let anybody come into class. We didn't pretest. We just left it to the teacher to make something happen. I have a funny story to tell you.
0: In the very beginning, when we didn't test anybody coming into the class, I had a marvelous young student in there, a black girl, beautiful girl,
1: very pleasant, very well-raised, but she really didn't have any business being in there. Because it was a writing class. And she just
0: didn't have the skills. But, you know, I was there to teach her. And I would start with
1: whatever I had to work with. Now, Could I ever get her to the place where she might go on and become a great I don't know.
0: But I'll try. So we had a paper. We're
1: teaching the rhetorical strategies. We always began with comparison, because comparison is something people do all the time. You compare the apples at one grocery store to the apples at another grocery store. and You make a decision. So it's something the brain does automatically most of the time. The most difficult rhetorical strategy is to, find, to define an abstract noun. The brain never does that. People use them, but they don't know what they mean. So I know what the most difficult strategy is to teach and what the least difficult is to teach. So I sign the comparison paper and I always begin with write about what you know.
0: never knowing what I'm going to get back. Because I really don't care what they write about. I care about what they structure.
1: Well, my little friend comes to me and says, I don't have anything to write about. Well, I can understand that because she didn't have any worldly experience where she came from. She didn't have libraries for some reason. She was rural, but very pleasant very well raised, a delight to have around you. So I asked her, I said, well, all you're doing is writing about something you know something about. So just write about something
0: you know something about. So she wrote a paper and she compared cabbage To lettuce. Now we
1: understand, do we not, that there are all levels of analysis of cabbage compared to lettuce that can be conducted depending upon the skill and the intelligence and the experience of the writer. If you give that paper to somebody from IFAS, you're going to get one heck of a detailed analysis.
0: So I looked at her paper. <clears throat> As you might imagine. Atrocious.
1: Really subpar in so many ways. I didn't even know how I could possibly. Do anything with this wonderful person. But I wasn't going to approach my criticism of what she'd written, if I could help it, in a negative way.
0: So I took a sentence that she had that was, by the way, very typical of her sentences. Where she had written, lettuces don't be cooked. And you heard it. Morning, Jody, Jody, Matt. Lettuces don't be cooked. I thought, my heavens, that sentence is so bad. Where am I going to begin? So I asked her, here's how we could make that a wonderful sentence. And it can be made a wonderful sentence. I said, let's write it this way. Let's personify lettuces. Well, what's personify? She asked that. She wanted to
1: know. I said, personify is where we give human qualities to non-human entities. So lettuces can actually be, in our sentence, we're going to Rewrite your sentence. We're not going to change any of the words in your sentence. but we're going to put some different punctuation in. So let's personify lettuces.
0: And the way we'll do that is we'll capitalize lettuces with an L. And then let's make it an exclamation. So we'll put an
1: exclamation formation point after lettuces. So that part of the sentence will go, lettuces?
0: And let's make the rest of the sentence <clears throat> passive voice and imperative mood. Well, what's mood? Well, it's indicative mood, which is It rained, that indicates information. There's the interrogative and this subjunctive, contrary to fact. So she's burning all these things. It's a pretty good conversation to have with her. She's intrigued now about how this can actually work. She didn't know it didn't work. Well, it only doesn't work if you're trying to become a
1: member of the community that will be conveying thoughts to understandable language. Around her home, it
0: obviously did work. So, lettuces, we're going to capitalize don't. Don't be cooked. And we're going to
1: put an exclamation point at the end of that. So we're going to write your sentences differently. The same words with different punctuation. Lettuces, don't be cooked.
0: Did it work? I don't know.
1: Was it a substandard conversation given the levels of the other people? And yes, of course. I've never had
0: a conversation quite like that one.
1: In fact, I used to joke with my colleagues that if I ever write a grammar book, it's going to be entitled,
0: Lettuces Don't Be Cooked. Because what is missing in this conversation about do you bust them or not bust them? just get me a good teacher. Just get me a good teacher. And get out of their way. As an administrator, quit giving them, the classroom teacher, all these bureaucratic parameters. A good teacher knows all that.
1: I was mindful of the time I was teaching misplaced modifiers to a much brighter group of people, if you will. And in the Bedford Handbook, and one of my good colleague friends was an editor for the Bedford Handbook, I was reading sentences aloud to the students. I came across one. and said, when Paul was 19,
0: he met Sue, who moved in with him shortly thereafter.
1: I kid you not. When Paul was 19, he met Sue, who moved in with him shortly thereafter. It was a question on who and whom and all that. And if the modifier, who moved in, was in the right place, all that. that that's, I stopped in reading that sentence
0: aloud. And it was feigned alarm. And I said, that sentence shouldn't be in the grammar book. Well, all of a sudden, I had their attention. What's up? What do you mean, dude? I said, look, the kid's 19, about your age. Yeah. He meets this girl. Yeah, so what? He hardly knows her. And they move in and cohabitate. Hardly knows What do you mean, cohabitate? Said they're not married. Oh come on, man! All point of that, I could care less whether he moved in with or not. I wanted to ask him about the modification. Now, I could see even then the issue of pronouns coming. And now they're there and I'm not there. And I think that would be interesting. But Tina certainly steered
1: a lot of that conversation, according to Main Street writers, around the need for diversity
0: in schools. You've got diversity. Oh, they mean diversity of color. That ain't no good. Color ain't got nothing to do with it. It's diversity of skills and talent and experience and motivation.
1: Thank God board member Kay Abbott stated that the district cannot solve a lack of diversity and lower achievement from east side students
0: through rezoning
1: she said she'd rather try to rezone students uh, she said that rather than trying to rezone students from the west side of town to go east to sit in the room with lettuces don't be cooked really basically as if those students who could write lettuces are not cooked, whereas and it should be lettuce is not cooked, because lettuce without the S is plural.
0: Lettuce is not cooked. That's in the passive voice, by the way. Whereas, Cabbage is. There are probably not many students in that class that day who could write that sentence either,
1: but they come closer than this other person could. So we had diversity in that class before there such a thing as diversity. And rightfully so, Kay Abbott said, that if you start busing, the students who can write the sentence about cabbage and lettuce properly, just to mix them with the students who can't. The parents of the students who can write those sentences will pull their children
0: out of the public school system. People buy homes based upon the school's district. Abbott says, teach the community, the culture in which these kids grow up to care about learning to write well. In this case, I'm using writing. That is
1: something that you'll hear very few people say. Very, very few people say.
0: There's a big article about this. Some schools, districts in California and Illinois are used in this article. are cutting honors classes to address racial equity.
1: They are trying to eliminate racial segregation by eliminating honors classes
0: and making everything a regular class. I kid you not. I kid you not. Some people are on to
1: how this is flawed by saying, oh, you're simply delaying the emergence of realities.
0: Yeah, sooner or later, I'm going to be reserved in saying this. My great little student who wrote about cabbage and lettuce, here's the problem. Did she pass the class from me? No. Could she have found a teacher who would have passed
1: her? To be honest with you, yes. Could she have worked her way all the way through the system
0: and then bumped into affirmative action and be placed in a Situation there, or they also would make excuses for her. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No question about it. Oak Park, Illinois. It's outside Chicago. I don't know I'm coming to think as one of the most screwed up states in the unions. Had a district study in Oak Park.
1: White sophomores, 77% of their core classes were at advanced levels compared with 41% for black students, 60% for Hispanic students, and 85% for Asian students.
0: Somebody ought to study the Asian culture, shouldn't they?
1: Because this is almost a or gone conclusion. So much so that the Asian students have run into reverse discrimination. Or they're not allowed in to someplace like Harvard
0: because they're too good. You believe it? Lettuce is Don't be cooked. Perfectly good sentence.
1: Particularly in children's lit. Marvelous. I can see the cartoon. I can see the drawing. My mother started me out on children's lit. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's men and all the king's horses couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Little Jack Horner sat in the corner, eating the curds
0: way. There you go. Right back with Ward's weather report in
1: just a moment.
2: demand and in crisis as a first responder for 18 florida counties and the southeast from texas to virginia we are proud of this rare accomplishment lewis oil delivers thursday november the 16th come celebrate the release of our spurgers gridiron grill lugo's risky rum this exclusive release features a special spread of our farm to table food rum cocktails raffles and and a meet and greet with me. Each ticket includes a bottle of Spurrier's single barrel select risky run. And I'll sign the bottle if you'd like. So get your ticket before they sell out at Spurrier's.com. This is Ward Scott. And I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Prime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold Sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On-the-Spot Dry Cleaners, R&R Construction, and Stop Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com
1: Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pat him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No,
0: don't. Help me. Help. Help. All right. Welcome back to
1: Ward's Weather Report. Brought to you by Lewis Oil, Chevron... Fossil fuel gas stations, love them. Well, 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 we have got a nippy morning. 45 degrees, only going up to 71 degrees in the piney woods of north central Florida, God's country. You might even get an opportunity to have a far in the fireplace. place. If you got an outdoor fire pit, you've certainly got an opportunity to sit around it with a toddy of the body and enjoy the frosty night air. So that's our... Forecast today, just nippy. Um, there's winter coming all over the country. I think we may have now some snow in the mountains. So we're getting into the seasonal change pretty heavily now into the middle of October. Well, well, well.
0: Lettuces don't be cooked. The other part of the show, this class, students today
1: is about JLAC. I am so interested in this conversation
0: yesterday afternoon that was broadcast live. I caught it over Channel 20 on their particular uh, app. The Joint Legislative Audit Committee grilled The city of Gainesville, in particular, Mayor Harvey Ward, who brought along with him the city manager, the city attorney, city financial director. And as a professor, I can tell you that the city flunked flunked the test. This was an oral exam given by a bipartisan committee. And they wanted to know did you do what we asked you to do several months ago? And that is create a plan that would cut some
1: of the fat out of your budget, because you're going to have less transferred from the GRU.
0: Well, Harvey Ward testified that they cut, I think it was 19 million dollars.
1: And they cut it by eliminating all these positions, 122 or something, we went over on the show about half of which weren't filled. And that they relocated
0: the people terminated from those positions and other positions in city government. That didn't go over well. That didn't go over well with JLAC. If you cut the positions because it was too much money. Why do you cut all the
1: positions and personnel? <clears throat> well, Harvey Ward stumbled around over that. You know, this was a city that took care of its people. It's that one another. So there was a lot of BS that rolled out after that.
0: Secondly, You raised, this is really
1: stunning. I hope you know this. If you live in a city of Gainesville property, and this is going to affect the school board and everything else,
0: raised taxes 29%. 29%. Well, Harvey Ward said, well, we had to do that to make up for what we cut. <clears throat> <clears throat> what? What? Then he tried to blame it on one of the members
1: way back when I told him to do that. <clears throat> well, it's a bipartisan JLAC committee, but it's got more conservatives than it does liberals, more Republicans than Democrats, thank goodness.
0: So the chair, who was an accountant, didn't like that. In fact, he was floored by that. You're telling me that we ask you to get ready to tighten up your belt. You want to have less money because you want to be cutting GRU transfer money. And you made up for it by raising the taxes, 29%. That burned them up. So they started digging a little deeper. And they asked, well, how much your charter officers paid?
1: Well, Ward said, anywhere from $300,000 a year. 179, something like that. What? And then he started saying, well, we're right in the middle. We look around, compare ourselves to other cities this size. Meanwhile, nowhere on the record is there any recognition of the fact that about 50% of the property is off the tax rolls in Gainesville because of the government-owned property.
0: So he wondered about that. And what was very interesting, and Ward really didn't want to bring it up to begin with. Didn't want to bring it up to begin with. But I had to mention it. The
1: diversity, equity, and inclusion Officer, Zariah, Houston, I think is his last name, who got it almost a $30,000 raise. Almost a $30,000 raise,
0: the chair said. When we're asking you to cut the budget? Well, Harvey stumbled around on that. The interesting thing about that, Ended up
1: changing the title of that office. He says, well, really, it's an equal opportunity
0: position and we've always had it. Really? So in his testimony to Jayla, he calls the job, which
1: they've been calling. Check me out if I'm wrong. Diversity, equity, inclusion. He reverted back to calling equal opportunity. Well, they wanted to know why the guy got three. Oh, he got that raise because when we compare our city to other cities with that particular Charter officer, we're right in the middle
0: in the middle at two hundred thousand a year in the middle meanwhile, we're having trouble over in the school board in the school system because we can't get we can't get teachers we can't get teachers. And none of them wants to go to East Gainesville. How about we took? Anyway, you know not argument. So the chair, Sir Caruso says, I didn't see any major cuts in the budget at all. Well, there weren't. There weren't any. There weren't any. That's only part of it. The Reichert House came up. All kinds of questions raised, rightfully so, about the financial accountability of the Reichert House. Now, the heartstring emotional pull here is that this is Rikert House Youth Academy. I'm going to tell you who was involved with Rikert House Youth Academy. A guy who had a
1: $200,000 a year job at the city, never came up with JLAC. Ward
0: never brought it up.
1: Tony Jones. What in the H was Tony Jones? He wasn't a charter officer. He was
0: no longer the police chief, but he was banging around the halls of city hall. Pulling down 200,000 a year. Harvey Ward never brought that up. Never brought it up. How many more Tony Joneses are there banging around the halls of City Hall? Riker House. Well, that was murky. How was the Riker House? Employees paid? The chair wanted to know. Oh, well, they're paid through grants, paid through nonprofits. And since they were nonprofits, we can't go look at their books. Well, what was Riker House structured under if it had a relationship with the city? Oh, the police department. Oh, well, did you have employees that work for the police department, that work for the record house? Yeah, 15 of them. Our reward answered. Well, let's figure out what you paid. You can produce the records for that.
1: Oh, 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 oh I, I, yeah, I, I, I guess I can. They pull up the finance director every time Harvey Ward got a tough question.
0: She didn't know anything. Once again, she's one of these late comers. It, is, it was an amazing show of incompetence. Yvonne Hinson, whatever her name is now, is, you know, right down there with the Box of Rocks. made this heartfelt plea, oh, we got to keep it Rikert House. The Rikert House, in spite of its existence, crime has gone up and up and up among young blacks. I tried to get on the board of Rikert House at one point. They didn't even answer me. And I can assure you, if I'd gotten on there, I would have found this stuff. This is a weird non-city entity that's attached to a city department that has employees paid by the city but money run it, according to Harry Ward, paid by nonprofits.
1: Harry Ward testified the money was from private foundations. That wasn't city money. They had to really grill him to get him to understand, well, if you have 15 employees, city
0: employees, you've got city money. You've got city money. Furthermore,
1: Cynthia Curry, the city manager, the flavor of the month, because they fire them, they don't do what they want them to do or say what they want them
0: to say. Had put aside $250,000 in the budget for a request for proposals to reopen the act at the Riker House. This is all about feel good. She's also got money in there for buyback guns. Are you kidding me? You were told to tighten up the budget. Right now, you ain't got money for buyback billets. You ain't got money to put aside for the Riker House. Thought you eliminated it. And by the way, what happened to those 15 positions? They couldn't answer that. Now, the GRU debt levels are higher than comparable municipal utilities. Transfers to the general fund are still kind of
1: under scrutiny. They deferred a lot now, saying, Well, we're no longer running it. You have to get the new board to testify to you. So they ducked some of the questions that way.
0: A lot of the findings of incompetence that the auditor had found, the city couldn't correct. And if they said they corrected it, it kind of remains to be seen what they did to correct it. All this added up to Frustration, absolute frustration on the part of JLAC. So that a motion was passed to do a follow-up audit. And furthermore, This is what is interesting, what is so interesting. Investigate
1: whether there have been any violations, boy, this is going to be interesting, of sunshine laws, particularly in a decision to delay
0: bond issuance. That is going to be interesting because the attorney general is going to investigate. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> there are so many sunshine law violations they slip under the cracks if they really investigate and they really look, they're going to find out
1: things that really the city in its inability to answer questions and be forthright and in raising those property taxes, 29% brought on themselves <clears throat> They brought these things on themselves.
0: Harvey Ward has used a phrase which drives me nuts. Um, Well I've already covered, I've already covered it people who say well here's the way let me say it this way The city
1: financial director said that Harvey or directed the city to delay. And the word came down to, the the issue came down to the word directed. Because in an individual commissioner, and I ran into this all the time as a city manager, does not have the authority to direct, even the mayor of this organization way it's set up,
0: without the entire commission voting on it. In other words, an individual commissioner never acts individually.
1: Or you'll find them doing it all the time. It takes a strong city manager to keep them from doing it. A strong city manager.
0: Or they'll run wild with you. Simply run wild with you. So keep an eye on that. It's going to be very interesting. Gonna take a few months, but they gotta come back with another report. And that report is going to be based on an investigation. I'm looking in the chat line to see if you got any questions. That is primarily it. We will hopefully get some accountability and some answers. The
1: suggestions that I write this, the uh, Grammar book, Lettuces Don't Be Cooked. I uh, haven't told that story in a long time. I can remember the student, lovely person. Um, don't know what ever happened to her. Um, but she did not successfully get a passing grade in a class. She just had too much to make up. And later we went to screening people coming in so that they had a better chance of succeeding. We didn't feel it was ethical to put people in a position where they couldn't succeed. So we, cre- we created a free learning lab, a free assistance
0: lab. And we know who uses that the most, the people who need it the least. Doesn't that figure? The Asian students use it the most. Who use it the least? The black males. Use it the least. That's what Kay Abbott meant by telling Tina Certain, go back to the east side of town And teach the people there to care about the education system. Or I you mean, won't ever get any teachers there. But nobody
1: really very 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 seldomly does anybody ever blatantly address that. They're, fe- they're afraid of being called a racist. Well, When you address that and you're called a racist, you're not hurting the person you called a racist. You're You're hurting yourself for thinking that way because you're not dealing
0: with the problem. Well, that's the report for today. Have a great day. Stay warm. Warthog Command Center out.